Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. You have joined us here for the Congregation of Prayer Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It's Friday, June 17th, 2022. We continue our catechesis in Luke chapter 9. I'm recording this early in the morning before I go up to the hospital to be with Dorothy. She, her progress is slow but steady, so um, we keep providing care, maybe additional treatment, etc., um, so, you know, just like yesterday, except, uh, maybe a little bit better. She seemed more comfortable as the day went by yesterday. Many of her, uh, some of the extraneous issues seem to be resolving themselves. We still have to deal with, uh, in particular her kidneys. So, uh, keep us in your prayers. All right. And we'll do that here too, of course, as well. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our life for the brethren. 1 John 3, verse 16. The psalm is Psalm 119. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding, that I may keep your law, and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies, and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things, and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your just decrees are good. Behold, I long for your precepts, and your righteousness give me life. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, and your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word, and take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your just decrees. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever, and I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings, and shall not be put to shame, for I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today is from Micah chapter 6. Hear now what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, O you mountains, the Lord's complaint, and you strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a complaint against his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? Testify against me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. And I sent you before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what Balak king of Moab counseled, and what Balaam the son of Beor answered him, from Acacia Grove to Gilgal, that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? 
Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to live or to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God or with your God? All right. Um, the first part is a lament. Um, and what's interesting here is it's a lament of God against his people. Right? We usually think of lament the other way around. We lament before God here. Um, this, this is one of the um, com- components of the, what do we call it, the reproaches on Good Friday. So God is reproaching his people. What have I done to you? Right? And it's a, it's not, well, it is a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, and then he answers his own question, right? Because I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I redeemed you. Right, but your behavior, your faith, lack of faith, um, does not bear witness to what I have done for you. Right, so what do I require? What because of what God has done? What is demanded? Right, but faith. Right, trust in Him. Look, I delivered you. Why would you not trust me? Right, and so it says here, verse eight. I think this is usually read incorrectly, but it's worth um, maybe summarizing for you so that you can think of it rightly. He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, uh, but to do justly, to do rightly, to do according to righteousness, all right, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Uh, These three components are not anything that we can do of our own reason or strength, as we uh, confess, and as the rest of Scripture teaches, right? Um, neither righteousness nor mercy nor humility are something that we have innately of ourselves, even in response to what God has done for us. Th- these are actually pictures of the life of the Christian, those who have been baptized into Christ, because it is only Christ who has done justly, who loves mercy, and who has walked humbly uh, with his Father, right, and submitting himself unto death for us, um, to save us in his mercy, um, and to fulfill all righteousness from his baptism to his cross and his ascension. So righteousness, mercy, and humility uh, are first uh, descriptions of Jesus, and only then um, for those of us baptized into Christ and having received Christ as a gift um, can we even uh, describe these things, not necessarily (laughs) always by our actions, but definitely by the holy declaration of God who has applied Christ's righteousness, his mercy, and his humility to us. All right, so that's the key. The righteousness of the Lord is given to us as a gift. And if you need more on that, you can read uh, the interpretation of this text um, by Paul, for example, in Galatians and Romans, all right, among others. All right, then our reading for catechesis is from Luke chapter 9. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him and and he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, and others say that one of the old prophets has arisen. <laughs> has arisen again. But he said to them, Who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, The Christ of God. And he strictly warned and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. 
For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory, and in his Father's, and of the holy angels. But I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. All right. Sorry for the sneeze there. Um, let's begin here. So, um, remember, we had just context. We had the sending out of the twelve, then the return of the twelve, then the feeding of the five thousand, and of course, the, they're trying to get to a deserted place where they could pray, but the five thousand interrupt that. But now he does get to be by himself alone praying. All right, and he asked them. He and his he asked the disciples, "What? Who do the crowds? Who do the people say that I am?" And notice they repeat. John the Baptist, Elijah, or one of the old prophets, just as Herod had heard, right? We saw that a few days ago. Um, but then Jesus changes the question, right? But who do you say that I am? Ah, Peter has the answer, the Christ, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Christos of, of God, right? Christ means, of course, or Messiah, synonymous in Hebrew means anointed one, anointed one. Um, there are three offices that God has instituted um, that were anointed, right? Those would be that of prophet and of priest and of king, of course, right? Uh-huh. And of course, Jesus assumes all three as we teach. What does Jesus warn the disciples? Um, don't tell anyone that he is the Christ. That's interesting, right? Call this the messianic secret. Uh, it's especially profound or pronounced in, in gospel according to Mark. Uh, but Jesus reveals to them what this means to be the Christ, the Son of God, right? The Son of Man must do what? Right? A description of his passion. He must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, be killed, and be raised the third on the third day, right? Notice the name that he uses there, the title. We had the Messiah, but now also Son of Man. Son of Man. I think we've talked about that before. Sorry, my nose. Just all of a sudden it was running. Why the drainage happened as soon as I started talking, huh? Oh, yes. Um, and then how does one follow Jesus? We saw this before here. To walk humbly with your God. Sorry for that. All right. Um, how does he define that walking humbly with your God here? If anyone desires to follow me, right, he must deny himself. There's a couple parts here. Let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow Jesus, right? Again, follow Jesus in what way? Verse 22, in the way of his suffering and death that leads to resurrection, right? So the cross of the Christian is to suffer in the way that Christ suffered, to die in the way that Christ died, and to rise as Christ, Christ was arisen, to follow Jesus. I mean, I've described him, I think, in class and other contexts in the way of a trailblazer, right? He sets the way before us. He actually um, shows us the way. He says he's the way. How does one lose um, their life for the sake of Christ? What does that mean? Well, that's what happens when you're busy trying to save your own life. You're going to lose it, right? But how does one lose his life for the sake of Christ? 
That is uh, very particular, I would say, of martyrdom, right? To lose one's life for the sake of your confession um, that Jesus alone is the source of true life. All right, and I think uh, we forget this as Christians, is that as much as we love this life, um, when push comes to shove, we must, must forsake it for the sake of life in Christ. Mm -hmm. And what uh, should Jesus' question about gaining the whole world remind us? What profit if a man gains the whole world and he's destroyed or lost? For this, you might go back to Luke chapter 4, right? The temptation in the wilderness. This is one of the devil's promises to Jesus, right? If he, he, he could gain all the kingdoms of the world if he fell down and worshipped him, right? The second temptation. Uh, of whom will the Son of Man be ashamed, right? The Son of Man who suffers many things is rejected um, and killed and raised. Who will be ashamed when he returns? It says, of me, so of the suffering, dying Christ and rising Christ, and my words, my words, right? Um, and then we have this strange statement at the end, right? Verse 27, some standing here will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. All right, tasting and seeing, tasting, experiencing death. All right, interesting stand, statement. All right, so the question here, we'll summarize this, is who is Jesus? It's always the question of the evangelist, whether it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Peter's answer here is brief, uh, but is a complete confession. Jesus is the Christ or Messiah of God. He comes from the Father to be our prophet, priest, and king. As our prophet, he calls us to rely on his words and to find him in his words alone. Still, he calls us not to be ashamed of his words, but to hear and keep them. He proclaims uh, the word of law to condemn us, but then he speaks the word of forgiveness of sins that wins, that he wins for us. He only wins that forgiveness as our priest who offers the perfect and final sacrifice of his own blood. Only the blood of God can atone for our sins, so he must be killed for us as the Old Testament prophets had proclaimed. Only then will he become our king who rules with grace and mercy. His own disciples would see that 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 kingdom come at the crucifixion. Christ would then be raised for our justification that his, that his authority to forgive sins might be made confident and sure. This is the way of the true Christ of God. To confess this Christ is to confess that there is life only through Christ who died and rose again. The life we lead in the body is always under the curse of death, but our king offers life that uh, cannot be taken away by, from us by his death. He invites us to eat and drink that we may taste of life and inherit the kingdom of God. Right? So maybe that's how you understand that verse 27. To taste of life and inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm, maybe that's referring to you then, huh? <laughs> Very nice. Okay, our catechism for the week, we confess. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We pray. Heavenly Father, through your word and spirit, you call us to daily contrition and repentance for our sin that the old Adam in us might be drowned and die with all his sins and evil desires. Work true repentance in our hearts every day. Teach us to confess our sins and to flee to Christ for our life and salvation. 
By your word of forgiveness, raise up the new man of faith in us, that we might live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, hymn time. A multitude comes from the east and the west to sit at the feast of salvation with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the blessed, obeying the Lord's invitation. Have mercy upon us, O Jesus. O God, let us hear when our shepherd shall call in accents persuasive and tender, that while there is time we may haste one and all and find him our mighty defender. Have mercy upon us, O Jesus. All trials shall be like a dream that is past, forgotten all trouble and mourning. All questions and doubts have been answered at last, when rises the light of that morning. Have mercy upon us, O Jesus. The heavens shall ring with an anthem more grand than ever on earth was recorded. The blessed of the Lord shall receive at his hand the crown to the victors awarded. Have mercy upon us, O Jesus. All right, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith and to worship the unity in the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in this faith and defend us from all adversities. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live and reign one God now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. We also pray today with Natron and Nicholas and Kira, who all celebrate their birthday, with Ava and Malaya, who celebrate their baptism. We pray for Julie, Sherry, Jessica, Jeffrey, Ron and Janet, Crystal, and Alicia. We also pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Dorothy, Amanda, Dan, Brad, and Janet, Timothy, Pastor Kretschmar, Merlin, Jim, and Mike. Pray for our homebound. Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. 
pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of our uh, mission of the month, Sheboygan Hispanic Ministry. We pray for the preservation and increase of patience, and we continue to rejoice in the work of the 56th regular convention of the South Wisconsin District. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I would I will commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's good to have you with us here today for our congregation of prayer. Again, uh, come to you each morning. I'm not sure about tomorrow morning. We'll see. Probably. Uh, you know, same schedule. And uh, what will we do tomorrow? Tomorrow, actually, I think we'll start to get ready for Sunday, which um, I actually would like to do with you uh, because my schedule has completely uh, gone out the window. I was already shortchanged this week because we had district convention starting Sunday afternoon, and that went all the way through Tuesday noon. And then um, when I got back on Tuesday, I had to catch up on things here at home. Um, and then Wednesday, we went into the hospital. So I haven't really had much chance to prepare. I actually had a sermon in my head ready to go uh, that I had um, kind of worked up in my mind on, on Wednesday morning, but I haven't had a chance to write it down. And now I'm not even sure I remember exactly what it was. So that's a shame. But maybe it'll come back to me tomorrow uh, and we'll have a chance to get ready for Sunday morning. All right. So Lord's blessings to you this day and always. We'll see you in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.